we rolling? We are now rolling. Yes. Alberta <laughs> Filmmakers Podcast. Me, 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 me. Okay, anytime. Hello, and welcome to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. I'm Scott Westby. And I'm Matt Waterworth. We are Full Swing Productions, and every episode we bring you news, tips, and interviews in the film, video, and digital media landscape of Alberta. Yeah, so if you're enjoying the show so far, please don't hesitate to rate us five stars on iTunes because that is a big help in uh, finding... Uh, in, in having audience find us uh, on the iTunes directory. So uh, it goes a long way. So if you can uh, get in there and give us a rating, that would be much appreciated. So uh, let's just jump right into it. Yeah. Um, industry news. There's not too much going on um, because it's the holiday season. Um, but if you're looking to attend the Banff World Media Festival uh, in June of next year, and uh, if you can afford it and get the time off, we absolutely recommend doing that. You should. Um, tickets are on a pretty great sale uh, from now until December 31st. So you can save an extra $150 off of the earlier bird rate if you use their discount code GIVEBAMF2016. Uh, and you can find all this stuff on their website, of course. Uh, tickets to this thing only get more and more and more expensive as we get closer to June. So definitely jump on it now if you know you'll be going. There's no reason not to save a few hundred dollars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And actually, our guests uh, on this episode, Robert Cuffley and Jason Long, uh, have a crowdfunding campaign going on for their film Chokeslam. Um, and it's an Indiegogo campaign that's going to help them finish the film. So if you want to check that out, um, you definitely should and give it a share and a like and a favorite and whatever positive social media vibes you can and even some money if you can. So um, that's kind of it for news. Let's let's jump into our conversation right now with uh, with Robert Cuffley and Jason Long. All right, I am here with Robert Cuffley and Jason Long. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank you. Um, long storied uh, career uh, and and partnership here. Um, so I really want to go into a lot of different things. But uh, where would a good place be to start with with you two? Is Turning Page really the starting point, or is it before that? What how did you guys meet, I guess, is the first question. You want to take this one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually went to school with Robert's younger brother, Kevin. So we were the same age, going to elementary, junior high, high school. So all of the while, I would, I think briefly, I'd been at his house a few times where I heard he had an older brother who was really into Devo. And that was Robert. Sweet. And so that's point one. And then years, years later... It's kind of a long story that involves um, your former partner, Ando, who I met at a video store when Robert was making short films and starting his career with Crop Duster Films. So Ando was dating Olympic speed skater Susan Ock. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Sweet. And they would come into the video store, and she had a hat that said Crop Duster Films on it, and I never talked to anybody back then. Right. And I finally, someone convinced one of my coworkers, like, just go talk to her, go talk to her, find out what's with the film hat. And so I said, what's going on? And she said, oh, my boyfriend, Ando, he has this company. You should uh, talk to him next time he's in. Yeah, he totally would listen to you. And so anyway, so from then I talked to Ando and he said, hey, we're shooting the short film on the weekend. You should come by and just hang out. And he was really accommodating and lovely. And then me being back then, I was already starting to talk myself out of, I can't walk into a house where people are making a movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. know anybody. Right. Then um, a chance run in with former um, childhood friend named James Hayden, who also was friends with Kevin, Robert's brother. And James said, hey, man, you should come to my house this weekend. Remember Kevin Cuffley's brother, Rob? Yeah, he's shooting this video at my house, this this movie. You should come down. So it was the same one. And so I thought, well, oh, that's ridiculous. Two separate invites. Two separate invites yeah. for the same thing. And so I went. <laughs> 
And uh, what I remember from that shoot was Graham Davies' Loose Moose Legend was part of the film. It was called Eyes for You. Oh, yeah, right. And I, like, I moved stuff around. I stood in the background and just, we just kind of, uh, that was where we met. And I think we just kind of had a similar, I just remember having a similar sense of humor and making him laugh the odd time and thought, oh, he's a filmmaker. I should, I should pursue this. Right. Yeah. Cool. All right. So when did the first uh, project together start coming coming together? Start writing or I want to say two thousand ish. Was that right? That no, we oh, started geez. writing in ninety six because I ended up going to we started writing on Turning Page and I ended up going to theater school for two years. So that kind wow. of like okay, I know that's delayed. Yeah. Just direct questions to him. Yeah, <laughs> but, but well, well, it's I'm, funny because I know that it's longer than that because we like to say we're the first. Scott and I love to say we're the first team that got into NSI features first mm-hmm. since you guys did, which right. was sixteen years previous to us. So that would be yeah, yeah. eighteen years. So ago. we got you there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Um, I just I crewed on a lot of more of his uh, music videos and sh- shorts and just kind of started hanging out and then because I knew he was a filmmaker who wanted to make features and I was a guy who fancied himself as a writer I knew he had a feature film idea so we were at Sam's Deli on Fourth Street one day which doesn't exist anymore and I said I know you have a feature film idea what is it and he said it's about a brother and sister who don't quite get along and I said that's the greatest story I've ever heard <laughs> I need to write that with nice. you. And he said, you know, I remember with full passion and, you know, sincerity, he said, all right. <laughs> um, because at that point, writing was kind of means to an end to you. You, you just. You, yeah. And so we kind of just started to jam on the idea. And that's that's where it and the partnership expanded. was born. Yep. Cool. And so that became Turny Page. OK, cool. Yep. So now what was just because I, I I mean, I just went through the NSI. What was that process like and, and where was the project at when you applied and, and how did the uh, application process work? Um, they were in Edmonton at the time. Right. Yes. <clears throat> and uh, we obviously must have had a draft. Oh, yeah. Point. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it was their first year which means before you oh, just wow. want to reinforce that. <laughs> okay. And um, I don't know. We were, neither of us know what we were do, knew what we were doing. We just submitted. And then uh, I, I befriended one of the um, two of the people that work there and c- would call and get their advice. And they would give me extra advice on, you know, this'll, this'll be a, a giant star on your application and just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And it wasn't, I don't think there was cash involved. It was more like, um, well, they did pay for some travel, right? Yeah, I got out of I got out of theater school early to go to the Edmonton House in Edmonton for a week and right. work with story editors and a director, uh, Richard Lewis, who went on to do CSI and uh, was it Barney's version, the Canadian with yeah. Dustin Hoffman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, That's he was, awesome. He was awesome. So we spent a day actually just shooting stuff right. on a video camera. Why wasn't just, I there for that? Do you remember? Because you were doing directing, so this is more. Okay. I was doing the writing. Yeah, they component. split us up too. Yeah. yeah, and that was a great week. That was one of my. That was a. That was a hell of a fun week. Yeah. Huh. Now, so, so obviously I'm losing my mind, but was that the same time I worked with Charles Martin Smith? Yeah. Okay. Same year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And that was a huge thing for me because he's in American Graffiti. Wow. Which is in my top 20 films. That's crazy. Um, yeah. And he also a gigantic sweetheart. So worked with him for a week in Vancouver and shot some scenes from the movie. Scenes that are kind of exactly how they are now were in that film, like scenes that were basically unchanged. And uh, learned how to talk to actors, and um, <clears throat> yeah, and it, it was it was a, a big big help at the time. Yeah, it sounds it sounds good. the uh, The problem now, unfortunately, is they don't have a 
directing component. It's just a producer and a writer. Mm-hmm. And so, we, yeah, we didn't get any of that fun directing stuff. But mm. uh, the question that I that I have now, because that's where I am now, is now we're Scott and I are done, mm-hmm. of course. How long was it until you got to production? Because not all the NSI projects get made. A lot of questions that we get are, so when are you guys making it now that you got, got in right. there? Like, yeah, people from the outside, it, it's uh, miraculously simple. Well, you got it, so aren't you shooting it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's it's one step of so many. But yeah. it, was, it was a big step at the time. We met a uh, story editor in Toronto, Ken Shubb, that really taught us a lot or at least me he was great and um yeah. jason chuckles under no his he was he was he was great we delivered the first draft uh, to answer previous question i think it was like another year and a half before we actually was it? got to camera okay but um yeah ken Chubb, we didn't know how to write a script together so we literally sat in a room for the yeah. first draft and just like well you type stuff now well you type stuff <laughs> yeah and ended up that draft was like probably 60 pages and then the next one was like 150 and that's the one he got to edit uh, okay. yeah. and he said i'm not gonna read this until it was like under 100 and we knew it was swelled and it was ridiculously big right, for it right. to tell a simple yeah, story it was it was kind of the we intro. just didn't know how to cut and how to like especially me I, I write long scenes all the time as you can attest mm-hmm. he's the one that has to cut them back all the time and so yeah, yeah that was our that's why i laugh at ken because i'm like oh my god that poor man he can't believe he yeah, yeah. wanted to work with us yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah i'd still like to link up with him at some point and work on something else he was very good and my favorite part is he would always send fedex copies of the script everything's electronic now but um i like to read scripts uh, off paper and he yes. would take a ruler and cross out words <laughs> and sentences to get us to a certain page count and i'm of i i like i like things like to-do lists mm-hmm. and i even like scheming like what am i going to write on my to-do list and i like that and i <laughs> right. like how meticulous it was yeah and um really taught me about um you know, a scene can be a six on the Richter scale, and by making it shorter, it can become a seven or an eight. Nice. And that was a really solid experience. Nice. Yeah. So how did you transition from from it being an NSI feature source project to an actual feature film? Uh, well, I guess the NSI, they're not officially affiliated with Telephone, but then and now, probably more so now, their um, involvement means something right and it's it's kind of like going down an icy hill on a, a sled who's going to jump on and ride to, right. to the bottom with you and ride to the bottom that's funny <laughs> but um yeah they, that did positively helped and um telephone yeah, honestly it really was a long time ago. yeah but yeah. um you know we went through the telefilm um pass of ducks and weaves and you know eventually got it made and it was a small budget i want to say it was like a million um which to me was just like so huge for sure so huge it still is in some respects yeah. right yeah jeremy like you said jeremy was just talking about how how shocked he was at and you know that was 500 under five hundred thousand. and yeah no ellie was screaming it was more like three yeah three hundred thousand. so yeah so that's and he was but still he was like blown away by yeah. like there's a trailer and people are doing things for me yeah. yeah it must have been bonkers yeah it was and uh yeah a big moment for me was getting nicholas campbell on board and i remember jason's face when i told him because jason off when he's impressed he tries to hide this little smile on his face <laughs> and i just noticed that the the facade cracked and he couldn't help but right. bust into a huge grin it was because we were like wouldn't it be great if a guy like we could find an actor that's like nicholas campbell to play the dad yeah and then we got nicholas campbell to play the dad yeah. like, when does that happen totally yeah that was how, how did that happen 
he read it. We made they made an offer. Like how did that? Yeah, it was basically that simple. I mean, yeah. uh, he liked the script. Patting know. ourselves on the back. It was a it was a solid script. And um, actors in Canada, I mean, there's this myth that you know a lot of them are hard to get. But if there's good material and they can get paid, mm-hmm. um, why wouldn't they? You know what I mean? And yeah. he was one of, if not the strongest thing in that film. Um, yeah. and he was, uh, he became a champion of it and we became friends. And, uh, when he yelled at people, I was never one of them. Right. <laughs> and, uh, that was really nice. Good, good. And, uh, yeah, I remember him coming to screenings and I remember he came to my high school here. Really? Just to talk to the drama club. Oh, that's I awesome. I wanted to slap so many of them because <laughs> I was like, don't you realize who this guy is? And yeah. Just being high school kids. Right. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't give a shit. Can we swear? Of course. Yeah. yeah. And, um, but yeah, just such a, a sincere, talented guy. Nice. And I always thought if he were an American, he would be so much bigger a name. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, now I know that obviously it's been probably 16 years or so since putting the financing together but and it's a very different beast now but can you speak to what the financing structure looked like yeah from uh so typically i'm a director and the co-writer but i don't get too i don't get my hands too deep into that but it's uh broadcaster um there was a distributor out of montreal i can't even remember what their name was film option thank you Hmm. are they still around i see i was just being polite because i knew who it was very well (laughs) And uh, federal tax, <laughs> federal tax credit, provincial tax credit, telefilm, and uh, I think mom, my mom made us chili once. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. all right, cool. All cobbled together, we made the movie. Excellent. Yeah. So, the funny thing is about that movie is is now I could I could literally make that over two hundred grand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just because it had it had no money scenes, it had no set pieces. Right. It, right. It's just people talking, right. basically. And uh, to great effect, like mm-hmm. it, I think it was an actor's wet dream that movie, but um, it didn't need to cost that, but it did at right. the time when we were shooting on film. So now you have a finished film. Mm-hmm. If we skip over post, because I'd like to talk about post later, but um, what do you do with it? And and what are you like? What are your expectations? You have a you have a, a, a distributor. You got to pay back, I guess, and. Um, are you flying around? Are you taking it to festivals? What's the yeah? We did actually we did a good festival run on that one. Yeah, you really traveled good. a lot. Yeah, that, yeah, that was back. I think we opened here. Was, that, was it the first? No. Oh, no, we opened in Montreal. We did. Yeah. Huh? Um, and the Montreal Film Festival was considerably different than it is now. Right. I'll just leave it at that. But <laughs> um, it, yeah, we went everywhere, and you know what? I was willing to travel places that. Um, I wouldn't now that I have kids that I just wouldn't have time to right. go to, you know, yeah, um, or means. So yeah, I went, went to China, went to Europe, Medicine Hat. You know, I bring those up because they're the China Medicine Hat, yeah, yeah, <laughs> China Europe Medicine Hat, <laughs> right, yeah. the trifecta. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it went everywhere, and it was really well received. We did South by Southwest. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was nice. it was a big learning thing. You were you were like like early South by Southwest. That's awesome. It's now yeah. the fourth largest film festival in the world. I oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's I know crazy. it's impossible to get into. Yeah, but um, it was a lot of fun, and they have great Mexican food. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now what? Like, 
I, I, an interesting point to be in in your careers at that point where you, you're obviously coming off of success. Are you now seeing some interest from, from other possible broadcasters or, or money or people saying, what's your next thing? How do you parlay that in to make sure that you don't shit the bed now that you've had well, I think it was mostly just telefilm that, um, hey, these crazy kids can do it. Right. So it's a question for them is do we up their budget? Um, or do we put them off? Do we let them grow? Do we maintain them? Right. Or do we quell them by saying we like it and not give them money? Right. So fortunately <laughs> for us, it was it was um, they gave us more money for walk all over me. Oh, okay, that was the next. Yeah. One. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to interject for yeah. a second. That's not a, entirely true. I'm sure there was um, a bunch of projects. Yeah. I think we. I mean, the film garnered a few genie nominations, which I think was yes. a, a much surprise to That's me. Right. But. Um, actors and uh score and something else production design was it anyway that and so that i think i think uh oh and we won those awards too vancouver we won uh the rogers screenwriting award in vancouver oh, for the yeah. vancouver film festival and you won a director's yeah best. so i think something. at least western region telefilm uh liked this this gang mm-hmm. and wanted to support so actually walk became the second film but we started what became chokeslam uh before walk all over me actually and that one was in development with telefilm it was called yearbook at the time it was yeah. called invisible for a while and we went through this long stage where it was called the wrath of Khan. <laughs> okay and we yeah, kind of wrote that one into the ground and kind of <laughs> killed it okay and it didn't get pushed on to green light and then Robert was off on his own writing a, a little indie, um, almost a romantic comedy, which was what became Walk All Over Me. Oh, yeah. And you had okay. a little money yeah, yeah, yeah. attached on your own, and then you came to me later on and said, uh, and I think Telefilm was in at that point with you on that one. Yeah, they were. And you said, it was, and it was called Alberta Bound, mm-hmm. um, which is funny because there's dominatrix in it <laughs> it's not funny to anyone outside of alberta but for us <laughs> right. it's funny. yeah the comment i got is this is a great title but it's not going to mean anything to yeah. anyone outside of right. the province right. and so you didn't want to do an indie little quirky film you want to do something bigger and you said read it and tell me what you would do with it and that was the basis of our conversation for walk so what became chokeslam eventually we'd kind of died on the table this became the new one and we just decided to take that quirky indie idea and add thugs and a big bag of money Mm-hmm. And then we went from there. But but I think it's important for people who maybe don't understand how development works that you, you can be working on a lot of development projects that have money coming in and, and mm-hmm. you know, one of them kicks off and you never know which one it's going to be. In. Yep. And that was walk, sure. all, walk All Over Me. So great cast and Walk All Over Me. That was yeah, really cool. Um, and that's what I'm doing right now, mm-hmm. trying to cast Synapse. So... Um, I, I yeah can can you give me some some insight into how you were able to get those names, or is it just the um, quality script? That, Lothair yeah. Bluto was the same Nicholas Campbell conversation. It was wouldn't it be great if we got a guy like Lothair Bluto to play right, our, right. our bad guy? I remember that conversation yeah. distinctly. And then that's I mean that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. It was it was a mistake to cast him on my part though. I thought why is that? Um, and I love him. He's he's fantastic. I just. Uh, I think that was one of the mistakes I made. Huh. Yeah. But, I mean, Trisha Helfer. Yeah, amazing. so with Trisha and Lily Sobieski, it was, uh, we need a Canadian, we need, uh, I need Amazons, basically, and right. I need um, the dry-witted humor. Yeah. Straight ahead, snark. And uh, and at the same time, innocence. Mm. So we needed a Canadian component, and um, 
we want I wanted Lily for the lead. We right. wanted a bunch of people, but um, but yeah, it really landed with her. And I met went to LA, met her a couple times, and she was totally into it. And then uh, the bigger surprise, actually, to me was was Trisha, just because she was with the same agency as I was and still am. <clears throat> oh. And was super hot on Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, what a time to get her too. Yeah, no, it was it was such a fluke that I don't think I realized the benefit of until much much later. Mm-hmm. And uh, the two of them, I still remember walking into to a TIFF party, and and those two walking in, you know, with heels. They're both six three. Yeah, and like just standing because no one cares about me right. then, then <laughs> or now. <laughs> but just watching everyone's uh, rubberneck, everyone rubbernecking as they right. walked in, it right. was like they group hugged me at that party. That was fantastic. <laughs> oh, did they? Oh yeah, yeah. And Lily was talking in a weird Russian accent the whole night. Really? Yeah. She, right. For me, she was she was talking in a weird Russian accent. And I said, "You're talking in a weird Russian accent," and she said, "Da," <laughs> something like that. And then it was like, "Okay." And then, oh, I, oh, yes. then I spent the rest of the time with my my friends. But I that was think my it was brief because she went off to do a movie. Could have been, yeah. Yeah, she oh, she was like just, prepping just for. <laughs> no, she went to shoot something. At, I can't remember what, what it was. I know Danny Glover was in it. And, yeah. Well, he uh, showed up because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, I saw him. Because anyway. <laughs> I saw him. Uh, so w- so are we jumping ahead there? That's that it, it got into TIFF, and that's that was a uh, yep. Okay, cool. So, but but I mean, how like like are you just do you use a casting director? Or are you? Oh yeah, at that yeah. point, most definitely. Okay, um, and in some cases, several. Right, which has been the case with Chokeslam too. So um, someone is some some are just contracted to get you the lead, right, in a specific territory or province or state or continent. Um, so yeah, I ha- I've I've got a, a list of favorites here in Canada. I've got even more in the states actually that I really genuinely like mm-hmm. um, that have got me to, allowed me to see to meet some great 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 people, right. Some in some cases, just people before they've kind of exploded too. So yeah, that's which has been really nice. That's ideal. Yeah, Michael Eklund. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and the cast in Chuck Slam is crazy too. Um, but so so uh, are you, when you cast I, again? I'm stuck on this because I'm I'm in that place now. Mm. Are you th- are you thinking about different territories? Is there a distributor involved who's thinking about yeah, like? But oh, the distributors will. Uh, they're um, blithely blith- naive in so many respects. Yeah. I, I still remember the exact comment. There was a point when uh, Lily had to back out and one of them said to me, what about Natalie Portman? Have you heard about her? <laughs> and it was just like, uh, that's kind of my sense of humor. Right, just, right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, she's on my speed dial. And, and, but they were dead serious. <laughs> right. And uh, <laughs> they, they just don't understand the minutia of, you know, the 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 difference in the gamut between yeah. those two actors yeah, yeah yeah no doubt not the ones better than the other no they're just, just in different hemispheres right. basically yeah not as accessible for sure yeah all right so where did you shoot walk all over me well it takes place in vancouver so we went right. to the obvious place winnipeg the bit it was so obviously it was set in alberta at one at one point based on the title yeah. oh like the opening I guess in the storyline, the opening five minutes takes place in Alberta, oh, okay. and then yeah. she runs away to Vancouver. And you, yeah. Vancouver doesn't look like Vancouver on film. You got to shoot in Winnipeg, right? Yeah. That's right. that's kind of. And by saying that, that's like just keep that between us because not a lot of people know that, <laughs> right? Okay, okay, yeah. No one's going to be listening to this, right? No, no. Okay, it's just me and and Scott. We just play it over and over again. Yeah. Oh, um, I like Scott. <laughs> I miss Scott. Yeah, I miss him too. So uh, he'll be back by the time this airs. Um, but 
so anyway uh what was the budget like around for uh three and a half million three and a half for walk on yeah. that's that's awesome that's a yeah. and that and this is this is only your second film yeah at this point so that's a huge step up um yeah yeah it was yeah and and was that telephone came in even even harder yes right and, and they don't have that funding base anymore right um for regional to get that kind of budget mm-hmm. you have to go national right which means a bigger pna commitment and an you know uh an even bigger cast right um so if you're shooting a regional um you can't get that kind of budget so what <laughs> I even I, sh- I should probably know this. This is a genuine question. This was not just for the audience, but what are all the telephone streams that you can submit to? Uh, regional and national, just those two, and yeah. I guess micro budget is the other one. Yes, right? thank yeah. you. Yes, um, yeah. Okay, so so I I think it's what regional is now capped at five million. No, no less entire, than that. Less, much, yeah. much less. Oh, really? Much, oh. much less. I think the most one and a half. You, I would say the two. most they'll give you is like. Oh no! I mean their whole pool of oh, oh that yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. it, it it has just changed. Right. Okay. Right? With Trudeau yeah. coming in. Right. That's right. There's this thing called Trudeau mania. <laughs> it's true. Dope. I'm looking for you to you for a reason. Yeah, we were talking on the way over here that Petro Canada, believe it or not, used to be owned by the Canadian government, the gas companies. Petro Canada stood for Pierre Elliott Trudeau rips off Canada. Oh, well. at least in Alberta, that was legitimately true. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. That's a real story. <laughs> we're we're older than you, so that's yeah. True. All right, or Jason is. So uh, stop staring at me. Uh, okay, so uh, after so walk all over me is done, and you get and you get no, into we're tip. still going to do some reshoots. Okay, okay. Jason and I are <laughs> never done. working. No, there's always more done. to do. You know what? When it's released on Blu-ray, that's that's just another stage. You right. Can still right. go back. The actors would have aged a little bit though by now, wouldn't they? Will they? Uh, maybe not. Have uh, you not heard of uh, putting saran wrap over the <laughs> lens? It's an old Hollywood trick. All right. Cool. Uh, yes, it is done. I can confirm that. All right. So, uh, and what what's the what's the life of that film at that point? Is TIFF the premiere? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. TIFF, awesome. TIFF usually demands a premiere. Right. Yeah. So parties, I, I've been to TIFF once. Yeah, parties. Um, yep. Yeah, Danny Glover. So he's at <laughs> yeah, the back party, to Danny Glover. <laughs> and I'm with my friend Rebecca, and we're you know I had to crash my own party. By the way, I was not on the list. I got you on, didn't you I? You got me in eventually, yeah. but it's not you. Anyway, so I'm there with my friend Rebecca, who I was staying with in Toronto, and we're outside. I believe enjoying a lovely cigarette at the time, enjoying the drinks inside. And Danny Glover comes up, and I hear this voice go. Hello, I'm Danny. And I look over, and he's hovering over my friend Rebecca, who has no idea who he is. And he's looking, at that point, this is 2008, he's looking old. Right. And she goes, oh, hi, Danny, I'm Rebecca. <laughs> and I, was, I was married at the time, and my wife loved Danny Glover. She loved Lethal Weapon. So right. I had to say something. So I stood up and I said, my wife loves you. <laughs> and Danny Glover looks at Rebecca, looks at me, half smile, walks to a cab, and drives away. <laughs> that fast wow yeah weird <laughs> so that happened and then i don't know something else happened with walk all over me but right. that was my big mm-hmm. danny glover the story. danny glover moment that's what we all search for really i also saw tommy lee jones there on an escalator and i commented out loud he looks exactly like tommy lee jones <laughs> no he's, mistake in that guy. he's good at that yeah uh so i don't know what happened with that movie after <laughs> the weinsteins did something didn't they yeah did the they? weinsteins bought it yeah i didn't know that yeah it's true that's awesome it's breaking news 
Mm-hmm, clearly. So, so what does that mean for, for the film? Um, well, they bought it. Um, they, we had already sold it. And they bought it from the people who had bought it, who oh. had purchased it in the first place okay. and paid even more. So that was kind of flattering. Wow. Yeah. Um, it happened at that Danny Glover party. That's where I found out about it. And nice. so that's why I'm like, yeah, it was like, yeah, such a cool, per- perfect yeah. segue. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So does that mean theatrical distribution? Oh, that would have been nice. No, it was, um, it was video for them. Okay. We had a release in Canada, mm-hmm. but not in the U.S. No. Right. And that, when you, I I don't know if you were both there. I definitely remember you being there for a screening in Calgary when I was a state student. We both would have been there. Yeah. And uh, well, whatever, Jason. But, um, (laughs) and actually, uh, we were, like, we were all so blown away by, by you guys. And I remember my, my, uh, my buddy, Kevin Kirkpatrick came up to you afterwards and asked for it, asked for a soundtrack. Like he's like, he's like, Oh, I really love the music in the film. And I was like, that's such a good comment. I should have, I should have said, I love the music. And then you sent him a CD of, of the music. Oh, did I? Yeah. Which huh. was really nice. Yeah. yeah. Soundtracks are a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Even ones illegally distributed like that one. Right. Right. Yeah. Quite so. So, <laughs> so I mean, can you talk about that? Like what, were you licensing tracks or do you have, do you have other people doing that? Uh, overall or in that? The movie for that film yeah um we hired a company out of toronto called vapor and most directors uh will temp temp it with music right. they either don't have or can't afford right but uh i knew some of the tracks were gettable and um some changed some stayed exactly the same and uh they reached out they loved the movie and reached out to bands from europe canada the U.S. and got us a soundtrack, basically. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, is that just as simple as we have this much money for music? Let's hope to get what we can get. I think it's, I think it's a case of they certainly could have asked for more, but the fact that they liked the film right. got us in the door a little nice. bit. Yeah, good. Good. So, uh, I guess, uh, yeah. Again, I'm, I'm kind of skipping over post a little bit because I want to talk about it in, in Chokeslam because that's where we are right now yep. with Chokeslam, right? That's the wrestling. So. Uh, so how does that what's the what's the go between there i mean obviously i know ali was screaming was something you were involved in between then and now mm-hmm. but what am i missing any other films yeah i did one yeah. called ferocious oh right yeah 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 right with uh, another awesome cast kim coates right yep kim coates uh, second one with uh, michael Ag- <coughs> excuse me just edit that out <coughs> <coughs> yes kim coates amanda crew michael eckland um dustin milligan and katie boland who i just talked to the other day she's amazing cool cool uh and i know and at that time i was i was working on heartland oh yeah and i know that um ken filowich cut it didn't he yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and so they were done by that point but uh um who's his what's his assistant's name i'm forgetting Nishay? Nishay, yeah. yeah. And they, they were like going to the party and stuff. And I was all jealous. But Oh, yeah. Wait, I could have invited you. <laughs> yeah. I'm, but uh, so, it, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, how do you how do you make all these movies, guys? Well, see, you're making you're making it sound romantic. But it the, is. The I guess, fact is, it's four movies in 15 years. That's not that bad. I, I'm, no, no, it's I've good. Been, it's good. It's yeah. just, I just want to... Um, see the little man behind the curtain like in wizard of oz the yeah. truth is it takes on there's no short way to do it it's a fucking long yeah. haul yeah and um 
you just you know it's kind of not survival of the fittest it's sort of survival of the the most stubborn in some right, cases right and and who is the producer on on is um, it, does it change all, depending no in all four cases it's been carolyn mcmaster oh, okay, she's cool. here in calgary awesome all right. mm-hmm. excellent so so she takes on a lot of the the paperwork stuff yes and, well more than just that yeah, yeah she, she raises course. the budget and right. yeah all sorts of stuff that's great yeah gotta job, get her. Uh, producer's job goes on long 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 after it's released indeed yeah. yes yeah uh all right so chokeslam an early project an early script mm. now coming to fruition how did that come about why don't you talk for a while <laughs> i uh well like i said we 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 nearly killed it That's In, I remember intentionally had, or no, no 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 i just i i just think at the time we were second second film i don't know what what happened but it, it derailed or we didn't really know what it was i mean it it's probably the one that has changed the most from idea till well we like, went to tell them they turned us down that's what killed us oh yeah. for equity i think yeah. yeah but we were in the development chain yeah. with that for a while and it yeah. was literally like there are characters i think there's like two characters from that that are from the original film that are still like oh, really kicking in this and there was no wrestling there was no uh, it was about a yearbook. It was about a guy that committed suicide from high school and the guy 10 years later kind of trying to... But even funnier than he's described. <laughs> and a guy trying to kind of uh, come to terms with his own invisibility by celebrating that dead guy's life. Okay. And none of that is in the movie <laughs> now. It, okay. That's been replaced by a, rom- a, a romantic storyline with a female professional wrestler. Still set 10 years later at a high school reunion. Okay. But uh, so I don't know where it came up. We just decided to go back to it at some point a few years ago and lower the budget and be a little more practical with it. And because for me and all of our uh, all of our works and Ferocious was something I, I worked on a little bit with Robert, but that was more his his movie, his story. Um, this was always the one that by I think his story from, doesn't mean like my life story. Right, right. right. <laughs> this story always felt like closest, I think, probably to my sensibilities as, as writing. And there's another one out there that we're we're also still like that's been kind of reclaimed again and is kind of we're kind of trying to reboot behind the scenes that I think is going to be a fantastic movie but Chokeslam was always like um, my sensibility the one where I wanted us to my favorite piece of writing we did together so we got back at it and I guess I don't know how did it well how did it see the light of day Robert uh I don't know just knocking on the door till your knuckles are kind of ragged i guess <laughs> but um yeah i don't know persistence i guess but th- i i knew they always liked it and um it's i mean when you say rom-com it's it's it is that but it's it's way more than that and it's off kilter enough that i think it'll make uh people smile and laugh that it'll like it would make in another dimension it would make even jason long laugh wow yeah huh. and i'm dead inside <laughs> it truly is but you know that <laughs> of course he, yeah he truly is <laughs> he's more machine now than man right yeah. well yeah ever since twitter happened yeah. um so there's a cfc connection though isn't there you guys went down to la for cfc you know this is awesome because you reminded me of all this stuff i've forgotten um, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah so um what was that tell me please we went to uh well there was I didn't know we applied. Robert and Carolyn told me one day last year, hey, we got into the CFC oh, Comedy Exchange. Oh, that's right, right. I go, great. What, what the hell is that? What is that? And they say, we get to exchange comedy. For other And comedy? I said, I still don't get it. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. well, we're going to LA. And I said, all right. So Sweet. no, we got into, it was kind of, I would, I would equate it to NSI, kind of, but not really. We went to LA for a week 
um, stayed in a nice enough hotel and you know sunshine and just took in a lot of meetings we were fortunate at the time like they took in four teams to go down and they you know again trying to kind of support the projects and get you mentors and yeah. get you cooked up with casting agents and we were fortunate enough that by that point telefilm had green lit us at least tentatively did they not yep wow so we were on kind of more of like a gravy mission of casting and casting hadn't been finished yet and nice um we got so we got a lot of meetings and a lot of uh opportunity to pitch it and talk about it and sit by the pool and um that's what we did great and have some really good mexican food and that alone i think helped make a better movie was <laughs> the mexican oh, food completely completely we wouldn't be here right now talking to you in your palatial <laughs> studio yeah my um finely appointed studio yeah um the, uh, so I don't know how we got into CFC. If that's what you're asking, that's that's you because I didn't know it existed right, until we right, got in. Right. No, I'm asking: are there are there tacos on most fast food menus there? I know Jack in the Box just has tacos, even though it's a burger place. Talking about LA. Yeah, LA. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can speak to this with, with some authority. <laughs> okay, sit back, everybody. That's gonna um, be great. <laughs> so yeah, you don't you don't you don't want uh, Jack in the Box. No. Okay. And you don't want necessarily a sit down. Can I have extra salt in my guacamole? You don't want that. Okay. You want okay. taco street food. Oh, that's okay. What you want find a cart or something yeah or yeah. like a, i guess they have they have food trucks just like we do here. Yeah. yeah yeah so i took chasen to my favorite place which is kind of like moss Eisley in star wars mm -hmm. there's no cantina band but the similarities were <laughs> apparent it's a, it's a bit so, apocalyptic yeah. in its surroundings <laughs> All right. but yeah delicious mm. east la um santa monica and uh i go back and my five-year-old girl still talks about it nice yeah what's it called it's called uh, el grande burrito all right, sweet. We'll have to go. Yeah. Um, I am a Mexican fan. No no joke. That's a good tip. Uh, Sorry, El Grand Burrito, not Grande. El Grand Burrito. Okay. Yeah, El Grand. So, uh, so that's cool. How like I, that you're already kind of greenlit and 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 you're. Yeah, it was. It's it's a nice feeling. So sure. that gave you a hell of a leg up. Yeah, mankind himself is in this film. Yeah, um, but. Back to what Jason said, the meetings took on a bit different of a uh, perspective because most of them are, yeah, we want to make this movie. So we've got this idea for a movie, um, yada, yada, yada. But right. we went in and say, we're actually making a movie. Right. We're funded. In 79 days or what have you. Yeah. And um, we're going to show it to you, whether you help us or not. And it, it changed the the tone. It changed um, the conversation in a huge yeah. way. Like, like mm -hmm. right now, I'm, I'm casting because I want funding. Yep. If you're casting because you have you have funding, that's a much different position yeah. to argue, uh, negotiate for. It was. We had some yeah. good story meetings too. Like they actually hooked us up with, uh, her name's Kiwi Smith. She's written on, um, she wrote Legally Blonde and oh, wow. Things I Hate About You. So she was kind of our story editor mentor for Sweet. us and the other three groups. So she gave us some great feedback. And uh, you and Carolyn had a great meeting with- uh, Charles Wesler. Charles Wesler that I did not partake in, but sounded like- he was El Gran Burrito. Uh, <laughs> he, 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 he produces for the Fairley Brothers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So so who all is in the cast? And and, and was this were these meetings kind of a direct result of, of some good casting things? Or uh, We had a few casts. Like, uh, I'm contractually bound to work with Eklund and Michael Eklund and everything. Okay. Uh, for better or for worse. And, um, and he stars in Edward. Yeah, that's right. Which, which I just saw last week. Actually. Yeah, and and the NSI teams that we the, there were four NSI teams when when we went and did it. One of them were they were working on their second film because oh, they Josh just finished Kyle. Edward. Yeah, Josh and Kyle. We met them down in uh, LA. That in LA? Week. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, they're funny dudes. They were actually probably there with the script that 
they were at the NSI with as well. Mm. So yeah, that that's cool, and that looks like a, a heck of a film, and he looks like a hell of an actor. I've never. Yeah, he is. I, I'm surprised more people don't use him. Yeah. for comedy, right? Like he gets the bad guy, the, the weird guy, guy. Right. Yeah. But he is. Uh, I met him. Um, actually casting for turning page oh. uh, or sorry we were in pre-production casting uh, on turning page and uh, he came in to oddly enough audition for chokeslam because there was a moment where they were both kind of being developed oh, at the wow. same time and he came in with ham in his pockets <laughs> which was one of the things luke does in the movie but uh, i was really impressed by that where were you holding these auditions uh, in vancouver oh okay cool yeah. um <laughs> because he brought ham in yeah you don't forget a guy like that no <laughs> No, the smell lingers. Right. So uh, shooting Chokeslam in Saskatchewan? Yes, Regina. Yeah, right. And and how come there? I actually do not know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, taxes or? And that's, yeah. Yeah, that's something to do with Creative Sask. Um, but uh, yeah, we were there. The second movie there, The Ferocious, was in Saskatoon. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. And this was in Regina. Nice. Mm -hmm. So how long was the shoot? Uh, how long was it or how long did it feel? <laughs> <laughs> Both. Um, well, it felt probably like four months. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it was, well, I've got a day of pickups coming up. So probably 21 days. Wow. Nice. And, but that's almost criminal. It should have had 25, 26. Right. Just because of all the stunts and the yeah, yeah. wrestling. and whatnot. I bet that sounds super short. Yeah. Um, so what is the story now exactly? Or I guess we can't really talk too much about it. Oh yeah, no, we can just do broad overview yeah, yeah. for okay. sure. Yeah, it's it's about a, a, um, a guy named Corey who's played by American actor Chris Marquette, who's fantastic. Yeah, works in a deli, learns that his high school reunion is taking place that night. Decides to go uh, to get closure for his old girlfriend, and we learn why, what what he's trying to get over throughout the film. Okay, and uh, he's she's transformed in ten years, and this is what brought us to the story initially is how people change over 10 years you know some have kids some live in shanghai some have died right all sorts of changes and and this woman he was in love with sheena is now a world famous wrestler but in contrast he hasn't changed at all right still lives in his mom's basement and um works at the same deli slicing meat day after day and it's basically he goes to see her and gets some sort of closure, like just in, just to eyeball her from 50 yards away and, right. and instantly knows. And uh, many people know this feeling. I know I do that you're just in the same room with that person. You just go, oh my, this is, I'm not, this is, if, if anything, I'm in deeper now. Right. What the fuck do I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the movie's about trying to win the hand of the fair giant wrestler, basically. Right, right. All right. Sweet. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Um, so it looks like there's a lot of wrestling scenes in it. Yeah, it's, it's got quite a few. But, yeah. it, you know, it's... Um, Are they flashbacks or how does it... Uh, no, they're oh, present okay. day. Okay. They're, um, it's not a wrestling movie. No. It, it's it's a love story with with wrestling, basically. Gotcha. All right, a sweet. comedy with wrestling. Nice. Yeah. We like to say that about Synapse, that it's not a sci-fi. It's a, it's a romance with sci-fi elements. Yeah. 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 So... Uh, where are we now? Let's talk post. Let's go deep into post right now. Is it is that happening in in Calgary? Is it is Ken? No, I'm editing in Los Angeles. Oh, really? Cool. Uh, yeah, um, my editor is there working on a show called Chicago Mad or Chicago Blue or Chicago Hope. Okay, one of the like Chicago that. procedurals. Yeah. All right. Um, and uh, so I'm editing there with her, and I've been down twice. I think I'm going to go again next week. 
Sweet. She's wow. home. She's home for Christmas, so we're gonna edit post holidays, and uh, I should have a director's cut sometime in January. Wow, that's mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. Cool. So, so in some sort of like, uh, what are the facilities there like? Is there some? Is there a broadcaster involved, or is there somebody in that, LA? Yeah. Oh um, no, we're just editing in her apartment. Oh, cool, actually. sweet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So she, she edits on the Universal lot, <clears throat> right? And they've repeatedly barred me from entering. No, I'm just, it's just, we, you know, I got my hotel. She stays in the farmer's market area, so we're close. I do meetings in the day and we edit at night. Nice. Awesome. So when can we expect to see it? Uh, I would say late spring, early summer. All right. And I I do not know where it's going to premiere. It'll certainly show here in Calgary at some point. Right, right, right. Um, And that'll, I can't wait for that to happen. Um, it's kind of cool because it's the first movie my daughters can see of mine. Ah, yes. Um, without wearing blindfolds (laughs) and, uh, and they were in it because they came earmuffs or earmuffs. Yeah. And they, they, they're both going to make the cut. I think you'll have to freeze frame it, but they came out for the last week of shooting. That's fun. So, uh, so we can, we can cut anything we want out. But I, I and I don't want to get too political here. But no films shot in Alberta. None of the, these four. I know. And and can you speak to why that might be? Uh, I can claim ignorance, which would be genuine. <laughs> right. Um, certainly, with the recent changes, it's going to be harder and harder for that to happen. Right. So I've got a I've got one uh, kind of psychological thriller that Jason Story edited called Dead of Winter. And yes, that's the lamest title. I'm going to change it. But it. What? It, no, no, it's just it's just been used too many times. All right. Like the Wrath of Khan. It's a good script, man. The Wrath of Khan is yeah too common. Like yeah. how many yeah, film students have tried to reboot that? <laughs> and uh, like maybe J.J. Abrams, for instance, that's yeah. a perfect example. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not familiar with. Did <clears throat> um, he go to Sate? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sate. Yes. Was Sate he before Grimm. or after you? I I guess before. Was he with the Marcuses? <laughs> One anyway, at the beard. Stop the, hijacking what? the podcast. I don't know what we're doing. Um, uh, so uh, the uh, what were we talking about there? I now no I'm totally why lost. Why we don't shoot f- films in Alberta? Oh yeah. So, anyways, possibly out of a reaction to that, I wrote, the guy who hijacked us got us back on track. That's thank nice. you. He takes and he gives. Um, I wrote this specifically taking place in Alberta, um, almost as a reaction to that because right. I, it's it's kind of absurd at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I have to trust the producers. That there's always a reason. Because sure, of I, course. Otherwise, why would we do it? Right. But I would really like to shoot a freaking movie here. No doubt. And sleep in my own bed. Yeah, you live here. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is uh, what else is going on? What other projects are? And that way, Jason working? can come on set too. Yeah. One day. Did you get out to Choke Slam? Did not. Not at all. Oh, that sucks. Had a baby. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah. yeah. The gigs. And I, uh, Some people have their priorities mixed up. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I used to take that like to heart when Turning Page got the gig in Moncton. I just assumed, well, I'm going to go along and hang out. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we got no money. And I'm like, oh, it's really hard. But you know, as a as a writer, it's kind of because I wasn't producing or you know the director was in capable hands. Yeah. You're kind of done, right? It's that yeah. that 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 Passover was really. The first time was a hard transition. For Walk, it was way easier. And for this one, it was... Um, Did you even know where we were shooting? Yeah. Yeah, I found out at, at the the CFC thing. No. Uh, <laughs> that I found out about then. No, I, knew, I mean, I, knew, I uh, 
we had intended to. I wanted to come out for the wrestling big scenes when Mick was there, and um, you know, I wanted to get, I wanted to be a ref or get it with a chair or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was my dream. But then I had a boy mm-hmm. born, mm-hmm. and you know, and you know, uh, teaching at state this this term in on writing. So there was there was a couple window. There was a couple days of a window that I could have gone, but. I didn't want to leave the boy. Of course, really. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, how, that's kind of what it came down to. How, so. how many weeks even at this point? At that point, he was, geez, I mean, he was born. You guys shot. He was, he was burned during the shoot. He was, he was two weeks old. He was oh. 10 days old before day one of photography, something like that. Oh, he could fend for himself at that point, no? Yeah. I don't know, know how babies work. <laughs> he's he's high maintenance. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Uh, I'm learning a lot about kids, and he's he's a bit of a brat. All right, okay. So he's a willful child. <laughs> yeah, I had to. I'm the disciplinarian, so I had to stay behind. Gotcha. I hope he listens to this one day. That'd be great. Um, Jason's being a I bit modest <laughs> because uh, the uh, the wrestling um, the uh, uh, authenticity of the wrestling is something that uh, very much comes from him and it's a particular shame he couldn't come out yeah both to keep me from you know ending up on a shrink's couch but also <laughs> just just to to you know there's so many sights and sounds and smells mm. that but also, you would have you would have enjoyed on yeah. the upside though and if i can be serious for a minute yes lance Lance Storm was also yes. <laughs> on board of this project. Anyone, any wrestling fans out there know Lance. He runs a wrestling school here, former WWE superstar. And he was uh, on board to kind of help. Was he, he was choreographing. He also played a little part in the film. Yep. Uh, and we met, him at a, we met him at a Tim Hortons about a month before, we were, a couple months or so before we shot. And that was super cool for me because I think he's... Uh, yeah, and he and Mick got a lot. Well, I think they must have met. They must have known each sure. other. Yeah, yeah. yeah, those guys all know each other. Yeah, and and uh, Chelsea Green. So I would have loved to have been another wrestler that. was in it who D- also doubled. Davy Boy Smith Jr. Harry Thank Smith you. was in there. Yeah, yep. um, Harry Boy Harry Boy Harry Boy Smith. <laughs> that's that's what he go went in. Actually, <laughs> ironically, Boy doesn't Smith. look Harry at all. Looks very mm. um, waxed. Yeah, um, yeah. Chelsea Green <laughs> was a, a fantastic wrestler uh, who has a show at Cowboys coming up that I'm going to go check out. Sweet. But she doubled for Amanda Crew and uh, played uh, an actual wrestler in the movie named Angel. And yeah, Harry came in from Japan to play this guy named uh, Merciless Mordecai, and uh, it was it was pretty cool. Like there's there's some moments where uh, I mean I like wrestling, but I I was looking at myself from outside, thinking, man, some people here would that I, that I know, particularly Jason, would just absolutely love to be a fly on the wall listening right. to these guys yeah. swap yeah. stories. For sure. Yeah, it was pretty cool. cool. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Um, so, but yeah, what what about you, Jay? What are you what are you working on now? What the hell am I doing? Um, well, uh, teaching commitments at SAIT of this course. year, yeah. um, which has been a really interesting ride on the film department. Uh, Robert and I have um, another film or two that we're kind of looking to get off the ground mm-hmm. or we will. reclaim yeah. one. Um, I don't know. I've got, I, I'm, uh, I'm kind of stalled out on one right now with some local folks, um, filmmaker Sandy Summers and Scott Lepp, our friend, yeah. was producing. We got a little bit of Alberta film money on a project called Ice Blue, which is a supernatural uh, coming-of-age story on a farm yes. that Sandy came up with the story with, and she convinced me to write it, and I really do like the script and the story. It's just kind of on a bit of a hiatus right now. We got... Uh, 
we got some planning to do and some talking to do hmm. on where to go because everybody else is so busy with you know their own lives. That, For sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's not uh, it's not on the front burner right now. But that's what I would love to get back to. Yeah, yeah. Well, and a, and yeah. a child, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, what about uh, again? I, I I'm not at all. I'm I'm more of a story guy, and I know you guys are as well. But can you speak to any of the? I know that there are some techie gear guys who who listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. What what are we talking about as far as the the camera that was used on Chokeslam? Um, we used uh, I believe it was Red Epics and um, multiple. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, just for certain scenes, okay. like wrestling, right? Right. Like, for stunt, you don't moments, want to yeah. do the same stunt right. again and again and again, and and have someone that can not be concussed or have a right. swollen back or something like that. Gotcha. Um. So that was nice shooting with three cameras. Even though I wish we could have done more of it. And um, what else to tell you, tech wise? What was the budget like? On this one, uh, under we, two million. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, it actually a little bit more contained than than Walk All Over Me. What about Ferocious? Yeah. Ferocious was, uh, I think, a million. Okay. Well, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And that's. I mean, yeah, we're you know we've got a, a big sci-fi movie that we're trying to do at at a million, and people are like, mm, it's pretty high. It's pretty high budget for a, and it is for a first-time film in this climate the way mm-hmm. it is now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's, it's different than tough, when we yeah. started. What I would say is um, the alley with screaming route is a good route. Yeah. Because um, if you can get into that niche, the expectations on you are so low that right. you're very well poised to blow people away. Right, right. Which that film certainly does, yeah. Yeah, no, but speaking of yours. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know what the production requirements are, but yeah. you'd be amazed what a group of men and women uh, sitting around a table can come up with to make something look better. Mm-hmm sound bigger than it is yeah feel you know cut you know because right now i'm essentially remaking the movie right because you, you make it when you write it when you shoot it and you edit right it. the we're, third we're literally making it again right and um some people are of the mind well we got it we've we've got what we've got but in fact that's completely false like you can you can truly make and manipulate things to change the tone of a scene or a sequence or right lose a plot line add a plot line that wasn't there in the script like just craziness so yeah we're having a lot of fun with that yeah i mean it's it's true and it's something we haven't talked about at all on the podcast is is how powerful post can be and that it is it's a, its own rebuilding of the story mm-hmm. um so is that is any of that happening or are you are you finding any yeah. of those yeah yeah we are cool. um considering the genre it is i think uh tighter is going to be funnier right so i'm clinging on to some some scenes that you know are going to have to be trimmed or even cut and that's a really hard thing for me right uh, i just can't divorce myself from that uh so that's yeah that's the toughest part of where we're at right now and what's the what's the deal with your producer being she's here right yeah mm-hmm. so so you're going down to la and then you're just going to turn in a director's cut and so so she's like do your thing and then we'll cut from there kind of thing uh every movie is different yeah so it depends uh who she sells it to right what their requirements are right um the one um i guess uh hold back we would have is it's not like um someone could could acquire and say let's go with this ending because there's there's only one ending, right right you know what i mean right. there's only you know three fight scenes there's only yada 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 so sure so it's it's not like Stuff can come out, but you're not going to change the the tone. Of the That's film. interesting. I haven't really thought about that. That you could take a cut, 
and and go to sell it to whomever and then work with them from from that cut from the director's cut. Well, it's it's more like them just acquiring it and you not knowing what they're going to do. Right, right. And you yeah. kind of give up the rights at that point. Yeah, it's something yeah. is hard like yeah. with Ferocious which is near and dear because I really like that movie. Yeah. When when I saw I can't even remember what the company is, but when I saw the artwork they came up with for the title which just looks like fromage like just the cheesiest bullshit you've ever seen. Right. Um it's yeah that's i'm not gonna lie that's hard yeah for sure yeah but they're all just about selling it right for sure so So speaking of post there's an indiegogo campaign happening right now Mm -hmm. um and it's for some finishing funds i guess yeah my understanding is it's for vfx right um which we're gonna need some Mm -hmm. for plate shots um some rotoscoping some composites that sort of thing yeah and they don't typically come cheap right no no doubt so uh where can people find that uh i think well there's lots of links from what i understand on twitter facebook instagram to the campaign Uh, this company out of toronto called space mob is handling the campaign oh cool uh, I cut the vi- I cut the campaign video. It's it's largely in their hands, but mm. they seem super super capable. And uh, next week they're starting to run some contests uh, where you can win T-shirts and stuff, like the one I forgot in the back <laughs> of my car for sure, you. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, I my my hope is that it would be something that would grab my eye if mm-hmm. I was. And it, quite frankly, it is. Right. You know, right. what you say? Yeah, I think. Um, there's some great incentives on there. Um, no, I, I I think it's Chokeslam Movie, I think, is the uh, Twitter handle. I'm right. Go with that. Yes. And it's and if you go on Indiegogo, I think you just Google Chokeslam or yeah. search, search on, yeah. uh, find it there. But yeah, for uh, I think for if you if you come up with uh, ten thousand dollars, I think you become WWE champion, I think is yeah. actually oh, and for four forty eight hours. You're the well, new, that's amazing. You're the that's, new champion. Yeah. That's a dream that a lot of people have. Um, yeah. Many people incentive. don't get to be WWE champion in many. their life. Yeah. Yeah. But is that limited? But now we have Indiegogo. Like 48 hours. But like 48 hours, yeah. I know you can do like only like five available of this yeah. incentive. I don't know if that's Yeah, I think I think we would we would probably cap it, but um, <laughs> waiting on demand, I think. Right. Right. Okay. I don't know how Indiegogo works. Um, what do I, we win? To, to be totally honest, it, it is... Um, do we win prizes if we put it in there? Is that... I can. I could get you pretty much... Could I get an executive prize? producer credit? Yes, as long as it's... You can. Is it you can. <laughs> Look it up. So, uh, I mean, here's the truth. is is um, It's a weird thing for me. It's not my campaign. Right. Just right. to ask for people's money. I uh, Maybe it's just the Canadian enemy. I just feel like, yeah. really? Sure. But uh, more and more films are doing it, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. big and small. Movie yeah. stars are doing it. And that Zach Braff thing really irritated the shit out of me. Me right, too. Right, yeah. I, I seriously wanted to fist fight him. <laughs> and uh, he's probably taller than me, but just the sheer anger that I contain. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. could take him down with a smoldering look. Yeah. <laughs> that guy would wilt under your gaze. Yes. I have, a, I have it on authority, actually. Yeah. I, I researched this. How quickly think. do you think you could kill him with your bare hands? Well, it, if you want to, to step into the ring with Zach Braff, twenty thousand dollars is all you need. No. <laughs> and a major credit card. Yeah. Right. Um, it depends if I had to jump on him, like if right. he was like tied up or something. Uh, but I'd have to, yeah, jump on when he was not suspecting it for sure. No, and I have you know students that you know I want I, sh- I show them the campaign video and I'm like don't 
put your money into it. But, you know, if you want to follow the movie and promote it and, yeah, yeah. you know, if there's other ways to kind of be a supporter of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's just great, a great promotional tool, marketing tool. But, you know, there's wrestling fans, people, the, the video itself that you guys cut together with, I mean, Mick Foley did this whole, you know, just kind of on his spare time when he was I thought in, you wrote it. When he was in Regina, it's nothing like what I wrote. It's oh. just, this this is exactly anyway, I didn't want to get in there. No. No, uh, no, no. I, listen, I'm I'm the like I I barely remember anything no, no, of the shit. Okay. I'm I'm just glad that you wrote something. No, there something there was something to work off of and yeah. then and then Cal, I, anyway, so I I think I threw in a couple two cents, but Mick Foley um he sells it, eh? Who like I don't know. He was there for how many days? Four days. Then in his spare time, does an indie video, Indiegogo yeah. video for us, just to kind of like. Well, help he was on the clock. Promote the but thing. Yeah. But still, yeah. No, listen. Um, that guy. Listen, you're rolling. Let me just talk about mankind for a second, because you're rolling the dice when you get someone that's not a non-actor, right? And holy cow, that guy showed up, and he's just like, so what kind of guy is this? And I was just like we would start riffing and he would just get it and he would make every single word better. Mm. Like, I can't wait for you to see it, Jason. Cool. Nice. Because he just rolls with stuff and, and he would stop me and say, you know what an, you know what a wrestler would say here? And I'd say, tell me because I want to learn and yes. if it's good, yes. throw it in. I'm right. not, you know, I'm not one of these, no, it wasn't in the script. But he would make it 10 times better. Right, right, And right. he's hilarious. He's, I wouldn't call him a non-actor though. No, it's true. But, but, um, I was different I kind was, of. Actor. I was kind of. Pre- right. I was prepared. Listen, put it this way: he went toe to toe with the entire cast. Right. You know, like wow. and um, no rehearsal. He just came in. He, you know, he stared him down, and he's every scene he's in, your eyes are on that guy. Nice. And he's such a. He plays Santa Claus every year, and you can see it. Like he's <laughs> he's got kids sitting on his knee. He's just he's just. I don't even know how old he is, but he's just a really wonderful guy. Hmm. Yeah. Truly. So I think, I hope that uh, I'm starting to learn what the audience is for the podcast. And I think it is maybe a lot of your students. It's it's a lot of people who are interested in getting. I think Dane will be listening. Dane is probably listening. Um, (laughs) We'll have to get him on again. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's been a while. So that he can one-up you again. It's nice that I came after my first year student (laughs) who has done nothing in this industry. Which was the point. Anyway, um, uh, my point is a lot of people coming up trying to figure out how to, how they can get started in the industry. So what would what would some advice for those folks be? Um well, I would say Andy Goko in a way, in a weird way is kind of representative about um a direction you have to go in terms of thinking outside the box and it's not outside the box anymore. No. Because yeah. it's in the box, but yeah. when it first started, I remember thinking that's kind of cool actually. So if you can take that uh methodology towards making your film. Mhm. Um, like I have a friend in Toronto who just shot a documentary on a Canon 5D that's going to play at the um, the TIFF light box. Oh wow! And never has a, a moment um, been has this moment in time been more opportune than to just to go out and shoot something. Right. Like there's literally when I went to say it, it was like ah oh, I need the CP or the Airflex BL and right, oh, yeah, shit yeah. I need to buy some 35 short ends. No. 16 millimeters from right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this ne'er-do-well named Rick Garbett. <laughs> and uh, now it's just like, you know, I've got the iPhone 6. You know? Yeah. Like, seriously, there's yeah. no excuse. Just go do yeah. it and fall on your face and make something. You can cut it on Final Cut or Premiere or whatever. And, yeah. um, you know, you may not show it to anyone, but you can say, okay, here's what I did wrong. So I'm on I'm on this airplane. <clears throat> and uh, you like that segue? Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> I'm sitting on an aisle and this woman says, you know, everyone, you covet the aisle. 
right? Of course. I come with the aisle. Of course. Says, do you mind if you sit in the middle? And it, it's this long story, but I, just because I'm too nice, I said, yeah, okay, sure. Right. I can't believe you did that. Yeah, no, it was a long, it <laughs> you was a, kn- okay. you know what it was? I was sitting in the seat next to two young girls and I thought, this is cool because I've got two young girls that I'm not going to freak them out at all. And then the, <laughs> the grandma came up to me and she said, could I sit there? so I can be next to my granddaughter and I said of course oh yeah so I got up and then someone else asked me to move and it's like how many times am I moving yeah, on this point right. the bigger question is do you know who I am <laughs> but uh anyways I moved and I started talking to the mom and on the, my left and on the right this kid who I've become friends with and he's a wannabe filmmaker oh, okay. and um um he took this course I did at, the C- at CSIF and anyways he started sending me his movies that he shoots on his phone for right. feedback and it's kind of made me excited because it, it takes me back to when I was doing yeah. that. And um, people helped me out. So I like to help. I think he's like, I want to say grade 10 or something. Yeah. But it's it's just really cool to see a kid that's not just obsessed about, I don't know, whatever kids are in, you know, Snapchat or whatever. Like he's, yeah. he's in, like he takes it really seriously. Nice. And I, I wonder if he knows how lucky he is to be that age right now just to have youtube like yeah. like even i like i missed youtube entirely and and that's i mean there's so that's it's its own its own economy of of content creators mm-hmm. it's amazing yeah yeah it really is yeah yeah uh so just do it yeah yeah i think that's been trademarked but forge, <laughs> forge really good relationships i mean mm. you talked about this kid showing you feedback i've got saved students outside of what they're doing in class weekly sending me scripts, stuff they've shot on the weekend with their friends. Wow. Will you take a look at it? I saw a first-year student give me a short film this week, seven minutes long. It was like, it's festival ready as far as wow. I'm concerned. Wow. Like there's, you know, there's there's real quality out there. And they, um, but I think forging those, those strong relationships with creative partners as well is, you know, um, it's important to know it's, you know, you're not an island out there. I mean, there's maybe people that, you know, want to do it on their own and want complete creative control and don't play well with others but uh learning the process of kind of you talking about jeremy thomas giving take <laughs> i'm not familiar with um her work um no i'm just kidding i love jeremy i I, meet you. I would love to work with jeremy jeremy i met at a wedding before he made a movie my friend scott benny's wedding and he talked to me for seven hours and i was like i will it never does, forget you it and then he's making hollywood screaming right uh so fantastic what a great guy but anyways forge a great relationships and if you're writing you you need to write uh an awful lot and you need to be showing it and you need to be brave enough to stand up there and get shredded mm-hmm. from time to time mm-hmm. yeah even from well-intended people who believe in your work and want you to do better just get shredded once in a while yeah and uh stand up and rewrite it and make it better and yeah you gotta you know you can't hide in your basement anymore yeah you gotta yeah. you know create content yeah further that one i i went to say as well and i remember the kids that's what we were that would um borrow and and some in some cases illegally acquire gear on the weekends right yeah they would shoot stuff they are out of the 12 of us the only ones working today ah you know hmm. so that's a good indicator interesting mm-hmm. so where can people find uh turning page is that accessible anywhere did you tell him to ask that <laughs> no okay so the story with that speaking is, of the mic please <laughs> i did is uh i have yeah. a copy i don't know yeah <laughs> So just ask you is that- I have a VHS and a DVD burn. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Is it is it not on iTunes anywhere? Or? No, no. It's it's a, a sore point, and uh, hmm. I will turn into the Hulk if I talk about it too much. Right. But um, it just 
crucifies me to even it's it's not available huh. because of this company in Quebec that'll remain unnamed. Uh, That's film, film option, option. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Are they um, still around? E1 hasn't yeah, bought are. them yet or? Yeah. Okay. I know some I know some people in it that weren't around when we dealt with them. Right. But um yeah, that's the whole thing is you spend, you toil at this and, and to not have it uh, reachable. Yeah. And you, but yeah. they don't own it anymore, right? Can something actually be done with it? Yep. So how do we find Walk All Over? What does that look for? <laughs> what did I get that Oh, it's just, it's out of my hand. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's probably a cut um, right there. <laughs> that should be I, all over the place. I don't know. I know it's it, on Netflix, but they rotate stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so you can't catch it on Netflix. I mean, these are, I feel like if you're a Calgary filmmaker, these are really important films to see. Oh, They're, thank you. If you're trying to, to get into it, this is, yeah. And this and this is a great companion because uh, we've talked a lot about some really cool stuff about how it, it happened. So I yeah. think it's important that the films get seen. Um, so it, it is occasion. I, I, you're right. I have seen it on Netflix once or twice, but yeah, mm -hmm. I could rotate in I mean, and out. You watched so. it or you just saw it? I saw, I, I saw it uh, at your screening. You, you guys were there. <laughs> But uh, it, it is weird though because I know um, Ferocious was um, I want to say Redbox. It did really well in Redbox oh, cool. in the states, and it's on uh, Amazon Prime. Okay, but I can't find it on iTunes, so I don't know how. What the hell? Huh. I'm not in charge of that at all. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Like, so you got to do your research and and, and yeah. find it if you're looking to. I guess so. watch it or this this thing called Pirate Bay too. Oh, all right. Um, and then uh, what's uh, the Choke Slam is going to be? Do we know what what the the delivery process will be to the audience. Is there maybe going to be a theatrical somewhere? Some, oh yeah, some there day? will yeah. be. Oh great! Yeah, all of ours have been. It's that environment's changed. It's it's much much harder to get it on screens. Yeah, and uh, it's funny. I had lunch with Jeremy Thomas uh, today, and he's you know the romance is over. Just what he saw in in the cinema, which is. You invite a hundred people and three of them show up, and that's yeah. that's kind of the hard reality. So totally. unless you've got people in it that people have heard of, mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. man, it's hard. And you know what? Even then, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, that's we've got this script that, that Jason has read and worked with uh, Scott on, and and uh, it's good. We know that it's a good script. Mm -hmm. You know, outside of our own sphere of like, is this good? Or other other people have told us this, uh, but we can go and sit down with money people, and and they will say, yeah, it is a good script. Let us know when you have someone attached mm -hmm. and that i feel naive only having learned that really at nsi but that's all they care about really yeah. is how am i going to get my money back and the yeah. way is through cast and so yeah it's it's uh it's a challenge for sure here's here's my short synopsis for that i remember pitching ferocious in toronto and i can't give names but i was halfway through the pitch and the guy stopped me and said here's all i need to know can I do a video cover with a girl holding a gun on it? Wow. Wow. I was like, I could have told you that on the phone. Right. Please. And my answer was, please don't. Right. Right. But, yeah. Damn. That's and, crazy. And that's heartbreaking for me, but that's, yeah. that's how the movie works. The movie yeah. Business. Yeah. Yeah. It's just marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alrighty, so get out to uh, see Chokeslam. I'm sure we'll be sharing it on the podcast uh, when when there's news about seeing it. And cool. definitely, uh, if you can't uh, donate to the Indiegogo, definitely share it up. Um, yeah. And uh, support some Alberta filmmakers. Thanks for being here, guys. This was awesome. Thank you. That was fun. Thanks, Matt. Love the podcast. Thank you for your genuine enthusiasm. That's my favorite part. All right, see ya. So thank you to uh, Robert and Jason and Matt for that uh, super great conversation. An enlightening conversation, especially when it comes to Mexican food. Ah, delicious. <laughs> uh, which reminds me, I am having tacos for dinner tonight. 
Oh, really? Um, for the record. Good, good. Yeah. yeah, that's a Mexican-themed episode then. For sure. And you can the thing about tacos, too, is that you can make like two meals at one time because tacos are just as good leftover as they are fresh. I'm very familiar with your taco yeah. strategies. And, and, and they've got all the food groups, <laughs> a variety of textures, uh, and the taste is just... Anyways, uh, that'll be another episode. But I just want to say it's too bad you weren't there for that conversation. And unfortunately, there are a few more Scottless conversations coming up. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll pepper them throughout. Um, and and uh, Scott will be back back in business with us uh, as the podcast moves forward. Totally. So let's get back into uh, some interesting stuff and news you can use, etc. cetera. Um, today is a very exciting day for Full Swing uh, because we have a new part-time employee starting. Uh, she started mere hours before we recorded this podcast. Uh, so please join us in welcoming Briar Greenhall to the Full Swing team. She is starting as our operations director. Um, yay, welcome. Some of you in the industry might know Briar uh, from the CBC show Wild Roses. Uh, she was the office PA for the entire season there and... Uh, Got me the inside scoop and took me for tours on the set. It was super cool. She was also on the show. She was I, on the show. That's right. <laughs> but maybe was, we'll save that detail for another time. Sure. Totally. Maybe when yeah. we have her on. Um, um, she's also uh, better than IMDb when it comes to yeah. knowing uh, who an actor is uh, and what movies they were in and where their career is now and uh, and what they're coming up in. And uh, she's probably more organized than uh, certainly either of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Much needed. So if you if you are someone who communicates with us regularly, uh, you may uh, be meeting Briar, and she may, she'll be getting mixed into our our day to day. So uh, moving on, upcoming deadlines. Um, the National Film Board of Canada is seeking submissions from emerging Canadian filmmakers and artists intrigued by animation art for the eleventh edition of Hot House. Um, this is for people who are young and not so young. Um, so don't be afraid if. Uh, if you're not feeling like an emerging filmmaker, but you're still interested in animation, uh, it is a 12-week paid apprenticeship uh, in full-on, uh, full all-inclusive, real-world animation filmmaking. Uh, submissions are due this Friday, December 11th. Um, the URL is kind of long and stupid, so Google NFB Hot House for more information. That's actually an awesome thing. I didn't, I didn't even see this until you you brought it up. 12-week paid internship yeah. to animate. That's great. So yeah, uh, quick draw uh, people take yeah. note as well. Yeah, get after that. Uh, it's also uh, application time for the State Film and Video Production Program. If you're interested in becoming uh, attendees and, and alumni like Scott and myself uh, of the State Film and Video Program, uh, I highly recommend that you apply. Uh, applications close on February 15th, but that doesn't actually give you all that much time to gather your letters of reference and put all your resume stuff together. And so um, get on it if you're interested. Um, and, and make something too. This is a piece of advice that we give to mm. people who are kind of thinking about applying to SAIT. Uh, it really helps if you have some sort of project that's finished um, under your belt. Uh, it doesn't need to be the best, but if you can prove that you're serious about this, um, and if you're listening to this episode, chances are you are you probably are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, just make a little short film or, or a little web series or something. Uh, so what's going on uh, What's shooting? There isn't too much right now again, holiday season, but DGC projects going on right now. Of course, Heartland season nine is still going. Uh, what a marathon those guys. No doubt. Run. No doubt. God, it's like how many months are they shooting every year? It must be, I think it's seven. Yeah. It's insane. Anyway. So you're almost done guys. Keep going. <laughs> Um, and of course, Winona Earp um, is shooting as well. So if you're looking for some on-set experience, uh, it's worth checking out uh, with those production offices. You can find more info about what's shooting in Alberta on dgc.ca. Nice, yeah. 
Um, you'll probably see film crews all over the province shooting their story half projects because, of course, a bunch of green lights uh, happened for those for those projects. Um, so uh, get involved. Uh, I mean, it's easy to, to go to the website and find the filmmakers who were successful and offer up your services if you are looking for some experience on those short films. Uh, events. Uh, Mount Royal University is hosting uh, a two-month-long workshop called Fundamentals of Script Writing, which is eight uh, weekly classes. That's going on in the new year, so if you're looking to dip your toes into screenwriting, register soon uh, at Mount Royal University uh, to get a spot. And this Friday, December 11th, it's the local Calgary filmmakers Christmas party. It's called the Quality Christmas Event. And it's kind of an amalgamation of a bunch of different organizations like M Media, CSIF, Amos, and Fairy Tales, uh, and MST and Quick Draw. Uh, so Scott and I will be there, and uh, we'd love to see you there as well. So job calls, looking for a job in the industry. Um, the CSIF is currently hiring an executive director. Um, this is a full-time position with a great organization. This person will be responsible for managing the overall operation, development, and administration of the CSIF, which is a pretty big, yeah, <laughs> tall uh, yeah, order. So it's a pretty big deal. Um, and resumes are being accepted until December 15th, which is next Tuesday. Check out CSIF.org for more info and uh, definitely apply if you think that you're up for it. So um, to wrap it up, if there's anything uh, that we got wrong or if we missed something important, please do let us know and we'll be sure to rectify that information as soon as we can. Uh, and of course, if you have an idea for the podcast, let us know. Totally, yeah. And if you've got anything at all that we uh, need to share, um, definitely send it our way. Uh, we are AB Filmcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud. It's all AB Filmcast. So join us there or shoot us an email at hello at abfilmcast.ca. And, uh, of course, make sure to subscribe to the Alberta Fam Filmmakers Podcast on iTunes if you don't already. And um, that's all for now. Yeah. Go make Go something. Make something.